So the big question is, how do entrepreneurs like us, who built our businesses from the ground up, who spend our own capital, who want to make a huge impact on this world while creating a great income? Those are the questions we will answer in this podcast. My name is David Asarno, and welcome to Get Naked in Business. I'm glad you're here. Now it's time to get naked. When your back's against the wall, it's time to ramplify. That's exactly what Kirk Halpern of Farmers and Fishermen did. Their food distribution business was against the wall. Not only that, but their employees' livelihood. Listen and hear how Kirk reinvented his business literally overnight and how he's ramplified it to a huge success today. Welcome to another episode of Get Naked in Business. Today, we're going to talk about reinvention. When the shit hits the fan, you either need to move forward, retreat, regroup, whatever it is. Well, today's guest, Kirk Halperin, did exactly that. He was able to respond to the pandemic and reinvent his business. Welcome, Kirk. Thank you very much. So let's talk about it right away. You know, it sounds like things were humming along and then all of a sudden, well, tell us a little bit about your business and why reinventing yourself was really important. Well, it was really important because otherwise I'd be dead in the water. But let me tell you where I started before then. So I started Farmers and Fishermen Purveyors July 1, 2019. Started the business with my son, Ben, and um, our goal was to supply restaurants and hotels in greater Atlanta with uh, seafood, steak, wild game, other items. First few months, we were building a, building a great business. Got to January, we're already in the red. We now have up to about 125 restaurant customers. Our customer list was the who's who of the restaurant trade um, and business was good. February looked great. March was even stronger. And then March 16th hit. What's significant about March 16th is the um, week before the market drops 2,000 points, market drops 1,000 points. And now it's March 16th, it's a Monday. And I'm actually driving to go make an, to have an appointment up in Roswell. And as I'm driving, I'm hearing the market, a couple of things, dropping another 2,000 points. But that the announcement is going out that the governor is going to be shutting down restaurants at some level within the next two days. So we're getting calls nonstop from customers who are canceling orders. Oh, wow. Um, and I actually, as I'm driving, I got myself so messed up i even got lost and i said you know what i need to get myself solidified so i just said i'm going to start heading and and driving home and in my mind i'm thinking 97 percent of my customers are going to be closed because i everybody was a restaurant except for two i knew how much money i had in receivables and my receivables just got real shaky i knew what i had in inventory and I knew his, uh, to me, it felt very similar to what happened in 9-11. And when 9-11 occurred 20 years before, the market on a lot of high-end meat and seafood items dropped like a rock. So my inventory now is going to be less. And, um, and I'm a wounded puppy. And I'm talking to Marty Mazetta, one of my main seafood suppliers. And I'm saying, Marty, what are you doing? And, and he says, Kirk, you know, and he's out in Chicago. He says, Kirk, I'm 62. Tommy's 67, his older brother, he says, we're staying locked in our doors. We're not going to leave our house because we're at risk. 
And as Marty and I are talking, I'm pulling into the, dro the driveway of my house. And I saw my wife, and um, who had sent out an email to five or six of her friends and said, uh, you know, if you need some meat or seafood, you know, she'll make a run to the plant and take care of you. So as I'm pulling in the driveway, I don't know if you ever saw under uh, six girls soccer where everyone's like a bee around a bee. Yeah, everyone high. like, yes, right to the ball. They're all right. They're all around my wife's car. And this one's getting this box of steaks. This one's getting the box of salmon. And it's all suburbia women. And the epiphany came to me. I said, okay, we're taking care of of our friends, how are we gonna take care of, or who's gonna take care of Marty and Tommy and folks who are sequestered in? And I got out of my car, said hello to my wife briefly, and honestly, I walked into her, into her kitchen, it's her kitchen, it's not my kitchen, and I said, and I sat down, I grabbed my yellow legal pad, and I mapped out, it took me 13 hours, and I mapped out what, the business will be. And in 13 hours, I then pivoted the business to going from a Atlanta-based meat and seafood distributor to a what became a Greater Atlanta home delivery company doing meat, seafood, and then several other products along the line. And sure. I made that pivot. Let me ask you a couple questions about that. Well, First of all, you pivoted very quickly. Uh, what do you attribute your ability to do that? Because I know other people in the food service distribution who basically said, well, our customers aren't buying, so we're shut down and we're laying people off. What enabled you to be able to pivot where other people didn't? Two things, fear, never underestimate fear. And then second is I wanted to do the right thing. So what do I mean by that? My um, and I don't refer to anyone in the industry now as a competitor. We're all contemporaries because how well you do has nothing to do whether you get, got the order from this restaurant or that. It's how well you did in navigating this crisis. Sure. Most, most of my competitors or contemporaries, what they did is they immediately knocked out their people. And um, including uh, my former company, which I had sold in 2015, and they knocked out their people. They, they, fired, furloughed, reduced hours, reduced pay rate, eliminated 401k, all that stuff. I had a moment when I walked in the house and I started counting my money, you know, and what I mean by that is, okay, this is what my net worth is. If I shut down, this is what I have in inventory receivables. And quite honestly, I would have been okay. Okay. I mean, I, I, you know, my net worth would have been less, but I would have ate the next day. But I had a lot of people that joined my company on July 1 when I opened up. And these were people who I had worked with for 25 years, 20 years, 15 years. And I knew I would have let them down. And so when I did the model, there was a bright line. I said, no firing, no furloughs no reduction in pay, no reduction in hours. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna grow our way through this. And that's what we did. And the next day I pivoted into being a home delivery company, grew the business. And now as we speak today, my business is bigger, stronger than it was pre-COVID. Okay, so in 90 days, you not only took went from direct to 
to restaurant, you went to consumer, you and you scaled. How did you yeah. get your how did you get the word out there? So I'm I'm old school. I'm a dinosaur. So I'm still a yellow legal pad guy. So the first thing we did and, and there was a method to everything that, that we did and, and, and my what what my my brand, my personal brand is I moved from A to B real fast. So I started making a series of calls. I um I had a lot of great personal relationships. So I'm I'm calling my banker and I'm telling my banker what I'm doing. I'm calling I'm I'm, I'm going through key vendors to make sure that as I drive forward, that I'm able to drive forward and and have the support that I would need. Um, most of which was the employees, but I'll get to that in a, in a moment. So what the first thing I did is we came out with a press release. And we wrote up a press release saying farmers and fishermen purveyors is now offering home delivery service. Okay, you come out, you say what you're gonna do before you do it, and that's what we did. And we also said, we invite people to continue to support our restaurant customers. You know, we had restaurant customers that were going to do curbside, restaurant customers doing other things. Whatever we can do to support our customers, that, that's the goal. So it's not to compete with my restaurant customers, but is a way for me to support what they're doing. And there were some moves that I made in doing that, but it was so that I can save the business. And so literally come out the press release, and I'm an iPhone guy. And I'm starting to connect the to connect different contacts, sending it out. I'm reaching my my accounting firm. I'm reaching my law firm. I'm reaching whoever I can think and said, "Hey, I'm doing this. Please spread the word." And what the strategy was was to grow weeds. In other words, if I can get with one law firm one customer, then what'll happen is is then they'll spread the word. And that's literally what's happened. I mean, I've become. I don't want to. You know, I don't know who. If you get young folks watching this, I don't want to say that I became the local pot dealer within the restaurant community, within the home service community I meet, but I became the guy that they're saying, hey, call Halpern, he can take care of you on steak and seafood, and it's really grown that way. And then we got some favorable press, we got some favorable momentum. The strategy to market was to price the home consumer exactly the same I'd price a restaurant tour. So if you ordered four, four pieces of seven ounce sea bass from me, your price was the same to the restaurateur that I was cutting 400 pieces to. Really? And, and that was because I was less concerned about making money. I was concerned about keeping my people working and driving down my inventory and creating cash flow. And how has that shifted over the 90 days? Have you kept the pricing the same or is it? Yeah, oh no, absolutely the same. It's because here's the thing. If, you know, when we're done with this interview, I'm hopefully going to have you so motivated, you're going to want to give me a $300 order, okay? I'm going to go low, but a $300 order. What difference does it make if I'm delivering a $300 order to your home or I'm delivering a $300 order to a, rest, to a restaurateur? Sure. But actually, it works to my better if I'm delivering to you because you're giving me your credit card number and I get my money right away. So from a cash flow standpoint, it works. So when you said about it regarding other competitors, I continue to have cash flow. So even though I had to stretch some of my suppliers a, a little bit because I had a lot of restaurant customers who haven't necessarily paid for invoices in February and March, I had the cash flow coming from the home delivery sales. Got it. Cash flow is king. Cash is king. 
Yeah, you, you have to have that in the business. That, that's actually pretty cool. How you now? Are you have you expanded beyond Atlanta? Well, what I'm I'm still servicing Greater Atlanta. We made the geographic restrictions really wide, and and part of that is I was also going to do this as a service to the community. If there is an elderly woman and she's going to have to think about going to the store, she has to think of all the bacteria that's on all of the, you know, all of the stuff that's on the shopping cart to you name it. And I said, what we're going to do is we're going to develop a model that we are servicing her with wholesome food. My drivers are wearing face protective, they're wearing gloves. We're doing a very contactless delivery. We, we, we designed it so that to really service in a very, a very mindful of the pandemic. Well, when some of my folks said, well, well, Mr. Halpern, what's gonna be the geographic restriction? Are we gonna go here, are we gonna not go here? Is there gonna be a minimum? I'm thinking, okay, if I'm concerned about people's safety, how do I say I'm concerned about your safety, but only if you give me a $150 order? So whatever order you give me, I'm gonna take. Or if I'm concerned about your safety, but I'm not gonna be concerned about the people in Brazelton. So I go to Brazelton. I actually had people stretch me up to uh, Lake Burton and some other places further away. So geographically, we're covering greater Atlanta pretty big, but as we expand our food service model into other and surrounding states, we will also expand our home delivery model with it. Okay. Pretty interesting. Yeah, you're, you are going far. If you're going up to Lake Burton, I know that's uh, quite, a, quite, a, quite a track. Right. But, you know, we had, I had a woman reach out to us. She said, look, I have a home in Vinings. You guys have taken care of us. Would you consider going to Lake Burton? What would you need? I said, well, you know, if you can get maybe 10 or 12 other folks involved. So now I have about 60 customers on Lake Burton. We go every other week. We have the, we have the whole thing kind of set up. And so we do that with Lake Burton. We'll do that with Lake Altoona. We'll do that with Lake Hartwell. And we'll get to the point where when you decide next year, you're going to go down to Destin or Hilton Head. And as you're saying, I'm going to pack up my, I'm going to pack up my, my clothes into this and that. We say, look, you can also get your farmers and fishermen delivery to your home. We'll pack it up in a, in a nice ice, uh, in an ice pack. So that this way, when you get down to Destin, Amelia Island, wherever you're going, you don't need to run to the store. You already are bringing high quality meat and seafood items with you. So now as we are leaving the pandemic, well, I don't know if the pandemic's going anywhere and restaurants are reopening at a greater clip. What do you see different for your business? I see we're going to one continue home delivery. That's the most, the, the biggest question we always get from our guests is, will you continue the service? And the answer is yes. And we find this to be a great space to be in. And my only real competitor is Amazon. Amazon will out Amazon me as far as being big, but I'm gonna out local and out farmer and fisherman Amazon. So there is a place for us in home delivery. What's also happened is as we went through this process, we continued to expand our offering. So I found a great small milk producer in Claremont, Georgia, Scott, uh, Scott uh, Glover. Great story, beautiful farm, beautiful milk. Well, now in addition to supplying milk to my home delivery customers, he produces a great milk. So if you are a niche restaurateur 
why wouldn't you want milk from that small farm? I have an Israeli baker who's doing challah for us for Fridays. He also does hot dog and hamburger buns. I'll then take that over into to our food service sales. And then the main thing we've done is we partnered with our restaurant customers. So we're offering their products to our guests. So it's strengthened. So I have, you know, Chef Brian from Good Word Brewery that is doing pickles for us. And I'll have uh, Chef William Sigley who's doing a tartar sauce and a cocktail sauce. So what I'm able to do is I'm able to take items that are produced by local restaurateurs mm -hmm. and bring that to my home delivery customers and increase, increase the interdependence of both. Neat. That's so cool. Thank you. What, what advice would you give someone who is still struggling today and their business hasn't figured it out? What, what advice would you give them? Keep moving. You know, I, I had that moment when I was counting out the numbers and trying to think about what it was. And I said, and they were saying, well, this is only going to be two weeks. And the reality is that was wrong. And while, look, I grew up in I grew up in, in the purveying business. I've been in the meat and seafood business for 32 years. I never delivered to anyone's home other than Nick Tregoni, who lived two doors down from me my entire career. So the fact that I didn't do it before didn't mean that I couldn't become an expert in this. And I'm not saying I am, but I was first to the space. And I, I think that today. You have to be fast and you have to move fast. There's a great, there, there's a movie, um, World War Z, with Brad Pitt. Mm. And early on, it's, everybody's turning into zombies. And Brad Pitt is held up. Uh, he's in the projects in, uh, in New Jersey. And uh, one of the guys turns and says, well, why don't we stay and we hide? And Brad Pitt said, in, in paraphrase, when you're being chased by zombies, you got to keep on moving. When we are in the situation that we're at, we have to make moves. Some moves will be great, some moves will be bad, but you gotta make the moves. You can't not make the moves. So Kirk, if anyone wants to uh, look at your website to buy you know, farmers and fishermen, where would they go? Thank you, I appreciate the plug, but I'm still gonna hold you to your order. It's gonna be www.farmers, F-A-R-M-E-R-S, and fishermen.com. Or you can call our main number, which is 770-441-1100. And what, what we initially did, because, again, my goal was to keep my, my employees working, I had very uh, experienced food service sales guys, guys that were chefs that dealt with restaurants, but I wanted to keep them working. Those guys became telephone operators helping the consumer. And uh, those folks are still available. Now, as we've, as we've built the business, I've kept a couple of those guys in those roles and other guys are working the restaurant. But you can call the main line. We'll help you. You can go on online. We can help you. Uh, give us a shot. And um, you know, call me personally, and I'll take whatever orders personally as well. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. Farmersandfishermen.com, thank you for being here. And everyone, you know, when your back's against the wall, you just got to pivot and keep moving. Anyway, thanks for being here. We'll see you next time. You bet. Thank you very much as well.